Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, coming to you live from the perfect place to panic that is Screenland Armor here in Kansas City, Missouri. Screenland, how are you Panic Fest parishioners doing tonight? All right, all right. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Yeah, we could tell you were excited several Mm -hmm. times beforehand, dispelling all that nastiness out of there, my friend. So for anyone that might be new, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. I'd like to welcome those in the audience and those listening at home to our live Panic Fest episode where we are bringing back... The Game of Games! Indeed we are, and honestly, I don't think Panic Fest really truly goes through until we are in front of several bemused people, potentially... I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, bemused is the right word. I think that is appropriate. So let's just say this first and foremost. We are masked up here in Theater 3 because, let's face it, things are a little different this year at Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. The panic has evolved. The panic has evolved, and hopefully most of you have been able to take in a lot of the stuff here virtually, but obviously we wanted to make sure to do something in person. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's us. We, <laughs> love, we love the theater-going experience and then the, the whole spectacle of it. And virtually or not, Panic Fest goes on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As does the game of games. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Genius. How's your Panic Fest going? It's going great. It's, it's very low-key compared to years past. I haven't done as much as, as I have before. But at the same time, I love coming here to Panic Fest and watching the movies with like-minded individuals and seeing some really unique shit. And we should, should say... I've had a chance. I've only seen six films at this point, but I know Andrea there, and they, she's almost seen all 60 of them, which I cannot even begin that's to a, apprehend. That's a fucking trooper right there. That is that's our, a Panic Fest pro. That is our people right there. But uh, that what you've seen, anything that stands out to you at this point? Me? Yeah. Oh, I like The Last Matinee. The last matinee was fun. Now, let's just say this. We had a chance to see this in the theater a couple of nights ago. And we often say at Panic Fest, that's where you make memories, right? Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to see a movie at home. If it's by yourself, it's on your computer. It's another one, of course, to see at home with friends. But, oh, my goodness, there is something to be said about the theatrical experience with one genius McGee, (laughs) especially when something weird tickles his fancy. And oh my goodness, in the last matinee, there is some tickling going on of a particular fancy, and we almost had another Poughkeepsie tapes incident here. Genius, do you want to give us a little background of what happened here? So basically what happened was there's a scene, like it's the most intense scene. They find out what the killer is and what he's doing, and he, he basically, he's an eyeball eater, right, without giving away too much. And there's a scene when he bursts in and he has the eyeball in his mouth, and he gives this, eh? this really funny, funny wink. And it just reminded me so much of Army of Darkness when he's like, I'm blind, I'm blind. (laughs) Just like that, where it just gave me the biggest giggle. So here is this intense, hardcore scene, and I'm over there in the back of the theater. (laughs) 
just cracking up. Uncontrollably, mind you. So I guarantee someone at this point, probably right now, is lamenting the fact that there was some weirdo in the theater laughing, losing his mind at eyeball gouging. As I'm sitting there evil, e- eating like pickled eggs or something, some just olives. <laughs> well, I do appreciate the fact that you were able, I was able to experience that with you because it made that film that much better. But I will say <laughs> this, of the films that I've seen, I will say if you can have a chance to see Jacob's Wife, it did play only theatrically, and that was another one that was incredible to see with the, with the crowd because people were reacting to Larry Fessenden? Yes. Or Fessenden. I'm not sure what dimension we all live in. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Mm-hmm. But let me just say this. Spoiler alert. There is a age-appropriate sex scene in this movie that, y- yes, yes. See, and Gene's like, ah, no, no. It, really? Wh- it's your curiosity should be piqued because I didn't know I needed some Fessenden bare ass in my life, and I'm talking like bare ass, bare ass Fessenden. Yeah, it's something that too many cracks. <sighs> the exit is there in the front and in the back before you get things started here. Let's just say if you have the chance, see Jacob's Wife. It is well worth your time, and also Barbara Crampton in that movie is next level. This is like her career performance. So that being said, one of the things that we love to do here at the Panic Film Festival is bring back what we call the Game of Games, where we are basically trying to give you the Nightmare Junkhead podcast, the experience at home. The home game. Very much the home game, minus the Richard Dawson, minus all of the advances, the unwelcome... Who you love? No, we're not getting to Killian, my friend. But we have a number of categories to test your all whores metal out there. And of course, we have prizes for everyone. Now, I will say this. This is going to be released on our main feed, so hopefully if you're listening along at home, when you know the answer, blurt it out. And I'm hoping you freak someone out, whether it's the dog you are walking, whether it is someone that is just around you. Blurt out your answers. Let them know where your horror flag flies. But those of you here, do not blurt out your answers. You're going to write your answers down on the board and hold the boards up so we can see them, so we can count your points. That is correct. In fact, we have six categories at this point. Now, the way we are going to go ahead and do this is a little bit different. Uh, Usually, back in the day, we would have you submit stuff to us. Of course. That was was BC, pre-COVID. Very much so. So at this point, you all just have your little marker boards. Now, with each individual question, we used to do the entirety first, and you would submit it in. We're going to do it a little bit different this year. We're going to do each question, and if you know the answer, you're going to write it down, and you're going to show us Say Anything style. Mm-hmm. And you will get points. It is not going to be, for the most part, the first person, I think. I think we should do... We want to do... On, on explain, on some of them, it'll be if you get the right answers. On some of them, it'll be the first person. That's fair. That's fair. We'll, go, we'll make it up as we go along. Which we always do. Absolutely. Now, our first plot... Our first, first plot here. Our hey, first... Our first thing is... Well, let's just say this. We know, occasionally... It is difficult to explain the plot of a movie to a normal person. Sometimes it's hard to explain the plot of a horror movie to a horror fan. But when you throw things to one genius McGee's filter and he tries to explain something to you, you have the name of our first category, which is Explain a Plot Badly. The series. This one is going to be your more general basic trivia knowledge on a lot of different things, but it's all revolving around a series. Either it's going to be a television series the franchise series as a series, certain aspects, you'll get this. You'll get it. I have total faith in you guys. <laughs> wow, that was the most 
unnerving laughter of, oh, I don't know if we, have, if we are safe here, my friend. Let us tread, tread very carefully here. So what we're going to do again, Genius is going to explain the plot of a movie, potentially badly or not. You're just going to simply write down, or excuse me, the franchise, the franchise, or the series. Yeah, you're going to write down what the answer is. Some answers, on, like I said, I'm looking for the main villain, I'm look, or I'm looking for a certain sequel, or I'm looking for a certain name or something. Now, do, does everyone have a chance to score points on this one? Yes, everybody's going to score points if you get the answer. All right, so, genius, what is question the, number one? The first question in Explain the Pop Blatty the series. This found footage phenom focuses on a fledgling family and its filmed and photographed freakouts. <laughs> this found footage phenom focuses on the fledgling family and its filmed and photographed freakouts. Once you get the answer, hold it up. Answers in five. Answers in four. Say it one more time. This found footage phenom focuses on fledgling family and its filmed and photographed freakouts. Andrea, correct. Incorrect. Any guesses? Five, four, three, two. The answer is paranormal activity. Aha. And what do you mean she already erased yours? Were you going to look back to see if you can copy the answers? (laughs) Fucking shit. Yeah, you just said you were. Okay, all right, all right. Already shenanigans, my friend. I know. This is dangerous. We have to tread carefully on this side. All right, here we go. Question number two. First you meet a friend. Then you gain a bride. Then it's off to Vegas. Next thing you know, you're in space. Then out of nowhere, you're in the hood. Then you're back to the hood. And then after all that, you get rebooted. The road to hell is paved in gold. Correct. Over in the corner. Don't overthink this one. Think of something. First you meet a friend. Then you gain a bride. Then it's off to Vegas. Then the next thing you know, you're in space. They got a point? They got a point. All right. Then (laughs) you're in the hood. Then you're back to the hood. Then after all that, you're rebooted. The road to hell is paved in gold. I see someone writing in the corner. Oh, that is incorrect. Any guesses? Ah, uh, the correct answer is the leprechaun. leprechaun. I'm the leprechaun. Okay, here we go. Now it's getting hard. <clears throat> now it's getting hard. From 98 pounds of solid nerd to radioactive Goliath. The Toxic Avenger is not only the first superhero from New Jersey, but is in its fourth films that are so filthy and debaucherous and filled with trauma goodness that it mutated into a cartoon series. What is the name of the cartoon series? And again, not the first example of a rated R franchise that was made into family-friendly cartoons. What is the name of the Toxic Avenger cartoon series? This is a tough one, I won't lie. This is one of the ones that made me think because I also had to go, oh my God, that was a cartoon? Are you kidding me? Uh, Answer in five. Answer in four. Three, two. The Toxic Crusaders. Yes, there was a freaking cartoon. And again, all you have to do is go back and watch that original and go, yes, 
there was a gateway, potentially from little kids to cartoons, into that R-rated monstrosity. <laughs> it was, I did too. It was kind of a good show. The fact that Troma made a cartoon for kids, it's ridiculous. Wasn't it also environmentally conscious? Mm-hmm. So it was like mutant Captain Planet and shit. I was going to say, yeah. play with Captain Planet? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Number the fourth. This icon of horror has been in TV series, his own and others. He's been in video games, toys, and many appearances through music with acts including the Fat Boys and a greatest hits album with this banger right here. The question is, what's his mom's name? Oh, the question is, who's his mom's name? What's the name of Freddy's mom? Answer in five. She's got it going on. Answer at four. Three. Oh, yes. In the middle. Yes. That is All right. The answer is Amanda Krueger. I like the way you're like, oh, it's fucking Freddy. You're right there, Freddy Krueger. Ah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why do you say that name? Why did you say that name? Martha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number five. Hungry Hannibal has an unhealthy habit of hankering for hefty hunks of hibachi human. In what movie did he make his first appearance? Whoa, one more time. Hungry Hannibal has an unhealthy habit of hankering for hefty hunks of hibachi human. Mm, in what movie did he make his first appearance? Technically, that's the remake of the one we're looking for. <laughs> in what I don't movie? Be a Five. Four. No. See, you, we've three. Got, you got to go back. Oh, no. all three across the board. We were looking for 1986's. I, the answer's already up on the board. I don't know if that counts. This is true. This is true. It is okay. merely... Yeah. All right, we'll give her the point. The answer is Manhunter. Michael Mann's Manhunter. The first appearance of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter is phenomenal. And also, you will never, ever hear Inagata DeVita's Iron Butterfly... Excuse me, Iron Butter- Butterfly's Inagata DeVita the same way again. In the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly. <laughs> All right, number six. What is... This is the multiple choice one, okay? So I just need A, B, or C, All right. What is the name of the camp in the Sleepaway Camp series? Is it A, Camp Blood, B, Camp Anawana, C, Camp Arawak, or D, Camp Forest Green? Ooh. What is the name of the Sleepaway Camp? What was the answer? What did you have? They had C. C, C, D, C. The answer is C, Camp Arawak. Yeah, that one is, and again, we will be, I will be breaking out the short shorts. Hey, Greg, eventually. eat shit and die. Hey, hey, genius, eat shit and live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, lightning round. Uh-oh, lightning round. That, the sound is better, but we're not hearing it. All right. Andrea. Quick question. What is the name of the killer on Friday the 13th? 
Wrong. Pamela Voorhees. Someone just lost her boyfriend to those guys in Scream. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. <laughs> now, number seven. I will not be repeating this question until it's time. I will not be repeating only once. Oh. All right? Only one time will I say this question, so be ready. As of today, how many movies is Michael Myers the main villain while I randomly shout numbers at you for 30 seconds? Go. 17, 12, 8, 25, 3, 120, 117, 8, 1, 11, no, no, 14, 12, no, 3, 2, 1, no and no, <laughs> 22. <laughs> it does feel like 22, especially after Resurrection, I'm not going to lie. There are 11 total Halloween movies as of right now, but only 10 feature Michael Myers as the main villain. You I have to subtract one for Season of the Witch. I, I, we, we talked about that one. I was want to make sure we, uh, you know, we didn't have any shenanigans. All right. This one's hard. You need to know the franchise for this next one. <clears throat> want to play a game? John Kramer is better known as Jigsaw in the Saw series. He has cremated and implemented various traps, but no, nobody can do anything alone. Who is not a member of Jigsaw's crew? A. Amanda Young. B. Peter Strom, C, Lawrence Gordon, or D, Mark Hoffman? Who is not a member of Genius... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now. Right? Are Who's not a member up? of Jigsaw's crew? Amanda Young, B, Peter Strom, C, Lawrence Gordon, or D, Mark Hoffman? I will say this. I did not know the answer myself. No. Yes. Ah, nice work. No. Oh, come on. No and no. The answer is B, Peter Strom. He is the good cop. Good cop, bad cop. Well, what the gun is fine. Mark Hoffman, he was the bad cop that like wound up being his, uh, his protege. Mark Harmon was Freddie Mark Shoop Harman. in summer school. Yeah, Mark Harmon, he's on NCIS. <laughs> Didn't he also play uh, Ted Bundy? I think so. Yeah, because he's, so. he's a good-looking dude. Okay, two more questions in this round. Having not a damn thing to do with the summer camp slasher or of anything like that, what is the name of the store where all the cursed and forbidden items come from in Friday the 13th, the series? I did not know this one either, so don't feel bad if you don't know it, and f just rub it in my face if you do. This one... This think needful things, but oh, we're getting some some no's, like some no's, not even attempts to like answers. There's a reason this one didn't have actually many seasons, unfortunately. I liked it. I watched it. It was right before Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. Now we know why you watched it. Good <laughs> lord, man. <laughs> Nothing like a little. Uh, what was the, yeah right? What was the name of the store, the antique store where all the cursed items came from in Friday the Thirteenth the series? Curious goods. I, I, don't worry. I also was just like, wait, what are you talking about? So, yes, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Let's all finish off strong with our last. We're going to plot badly. Yeah, we're going to do finish off strong with our last one. And it's, it's one we use in every single one. It's tradition. This is <clears throat> tradition. 
In what movie series does it focus on a balding ice cream man battling demonic dwarves while two siblings are terrorized by an old man and his balls? In <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once again, in what movie series does it focus on a balding ice cream man battling demonic dwarves while two siblings are terrorized by an old man and his balls? The problem is you are exactly correct. <laughs> like you are there's no hyperbole with this. This is literally what this franchise is all about. Any answers? Answers in five. Answers in four. Answers in three, two, one. The game is about to begin, sir. <laughs> you play a good game, boy. Phantasm, phantasm. That's okay. Terrorized by an old man's ball. We have brought that back, I think, every time. I think mm -hmm. we even did it with like sequel work. Yeah, we did. We, what, Part two. Part two. <laughs> Okay, how's everyone feeling after the first round? Are you feeling just... just the, the I made these specifically hard, so if you got points, good job. Even if you didn't, good job. I think everyone scored in that first round, mm -hmm. so congratulations, everyone. Now, the second round is actually built around a segment we do on the show, but quite honestly, we haven't done it in quite some... <laughs> uh -oh. What happened? I think when you said everybody scored in that round, I think I heard like a you wish or something in the audience. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> Can we show you what is behind door number three for the prizes, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, was, was that a don't dream it, be it? Can we give their team extra points for that, genius? <laughs> yes, we do. And in fact, for that, Frida, you get a prize. <laughs> what does she get for breaking out the uh, shivers there, Genius McGee? You get a cool pack of... Gargoyles, the animated series trading cards. Congratulations. Oh, that is kind of cool. That show was a little bit ahead of its time, a little dark. Absolutely, absolutely. Were the gargoyles doing it is my question. <laughs> Don't dream it. There we go, there we go. Well, that leads me back to our second category. Gargoyle orgy. <laughs> which is not a gargoyle orgy. It is, if we're staying on point... Werewolf orgy. Werewolf orgy. There we go. Now, our second category comes from a segment we do on the show, but it's been a while since we've done it. Uh, occasionally, we like to kick back and listen to some of our favorite horror scores and soundtracks with a segment called What's the Score? And we knew if we're bringing in the whole, you know, Nightmare Junk at Home version, we needed to make sure you all were listening to some fine tunes. So our second category is Songs in the Key of Death. We are going to be playing you all a little snippet of a score or a soundtrack from a horror film, and you just have to identify what horror movie it is coming from. So don't overthink this one. Although I will say, for the first song that we're going to be listening to... There's some trickery in there. There is. In fact, don't be so quick to judge what it is. So, our, so basically, this is another one where... You better wait, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they can just lift it, and then everyone can get points, correct? Yes. All right, so prepare yourselves and let's kick back for the first song in the key of death.
Any guesses? Any guesses on that one? I that is incorrect, but you are in close. The you're right in the right vein. You're in the same distribution level, I believe. Other ones? Questions? Do we need to hear that one again potentially? I don't think so. Okay, well the correct answer on that one comes from 1985's Reanimator. And yes, that was Bernard Herrmann's Psycho score you heard in there. We would have took points for Psycho. Would have t- I would have taken half a point for that yes. one. Now, the second track also comes from a cla- uh, film that is very classy. Uh, comes from the 1960s. I'll give you a little bit. Stop giggling at me when we talk. I know there is not a lot of class in our show. So even mentioning it. There's it, like, tons li- of class. We got class coming out of our ass, man. We- That's the, the ass in class. I know. Well, it's, what's horrible is when, like, literally our friends are giggling at us going, because you're not classy. <laughs> but, but I can say the movie is, as is the song. So here is our second track from Songs in the Key of Death. Absolutely. Do we have? No. That is incorrect. No. It does sound a little jallowy. Let's just say, again, this comes from the 1960s. In fact, I'll even give you, it comes from the year of 1968. That is incorrect. 1968. Think classy. Think controversial director. Think controversial director. Yes. What have they done to its eyes? Four, three, two, one. One. That was from Rosemary's Baby. Christoph Krasinski's haunting score. And that's the one that just stays with me. La, 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 la. It's those, that British la, la, la. And the British kids, like the it's ones that know all my secrets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will you be my daddy? Right. Hello no. there. Come play with us forever. Well, I'm hopefully this hasn't discouraged any of you, but I'm just going to say from here on out, they do get a bit more difficult, but... <laughs> and they're like, more difficult? More difficult? However, however, I will say this. This next track from Songs in the Key of Death, Genius Me said if we were doing it appropriately, we would keep repeating it. And this does come from a contemporary classic that we recently screened... At Friday Night Frights. So there is your hint for track number three in Songs in the Key of Death. Oh, mercy. I'm not saying that one Larry Fessenden is involved in this particular scene in this movie. But and Barbara Crampton is. Yeah. And yeah. Larry Fessenden is. Shit, that's the third time they've worked together because uh-huh. we are still here. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's wife. And this, so this particular, this film. You're next. Three, two, one. You're next. Adam Wingard's You're next. Remember, this is the, f- this is the one where Fessenden is... Yeah, see? Oh, yeah! yeah. We, knew, we 
knew it would get you. We knew it would get you. That's that. Admittedly, a little bit tough. A little bit tough. Also, it's a soundtrack, so sometimes those are tougher. Admittedly, mm-hmm. now, don't discourage, gang. We've got some excellent uh, songs coming up for you. And again, if you don't know it, just enjoy it. Roll with it. But, but wait. Lightning round? Lightning round. Genius. Who is it landing on? <laughs> wow, it's... Aaliyah, what is the name of the actor that plays Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Stop shaming Diana. What is dirty Diana over there? Oh, you guys are cruel oh, and unusual man, over here. I know. Robert England. Robert England. Robert England. Wow, that was uh, keeping me on my toes here, man. I like that. Well, don't worry, don't worry. Take take solace in the fact that we've got another song in the key of death to make sure we keep you entertained. Hey, Screenland. Ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horror. Yep. And remember the big giveaway at night. All the way across. Andrea? Yeah, she yep. got it. She All got right. it. Wow, nothing like a little season of the witch to get everyone in the mood there. Good job, everyone. That's right. Halloween time. Put on the masks. Get some points. Beer Panic Fest. Put on your mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. Good job, everyone. Let's ride that momentum into song number four in Songs in the Key of... Oh, excuse me. Song number five, halfway through. I'm just saying there were a number of raps that ended a number of films in the 80s and 90s. This one does come from the year of 1987, a film that we actually did a commentary track for back in the day, of which I, God help me, I actually referenced a Serbian film and a very heinous reference that I'm still actually feeling very badly for to this day. (laughs) 1987? Any guesses? No. Three... Two, one. We're talking the Monster Squad. At the very end, we get the Monster Squad rap. Not to be confused with the Maniac Cop 2 rap or the PG Psycho Gorman rap, of which, of which there are plenty. So our next song in the Songs of the Key of Death, again, let us roll along here. Dance if you know it. Sing along if you know it. But don't give away the answer. Uh, whatever he did to this song. It should be noted that particular song goes out to our good friend Ty of the Who the Hell Is This For podcast. Camera home. <laughs> we we could have gone the strangers on that route. However, 
Oh, I'm gonna give him points for that. I'm gonna give him points. I'm I give him points. we I'm will give, give points, points for give that points. for the tiny Tim inclusion. I'll give you points for that 100. percent We like where your head is all at in the back. I like that that's a lot. That's not 100. That's not the answer I was looking for, but that's the answer I wanted. It's so. the answer we deserved. Yeah, it is. Final thoughts in three, two. You know this, Diana. Oh yeah. <laughs> why do you hate it? Remember, why do you hate? This particular track. Let's hear it again. What one is not, it? Not theoretically. It's in one movie. It's in Insidious. But you're also thinking of Blood Harvest with the marvelous Purvo is coming <laughs> at you. Do 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 do. So we, we did accept Blood we Harvest. We did accept Blood Harvest. It's Blood Harvest. Oh, my goodness. That was... I did not expect that. That's actually kind of wonderful That's popping rad. out of songs That's of the Key of Death. So from Blood Harvest to Insidious, what next song are we going to hear? And what's uh, next movie will we creep into? Let's listen in. Oh, sploosh. does come from the year of 1985. Greg, you're so cool. <laughs> Dinner's in the oven. We're going to quote along. Oh. <laughs> no, no, do, no. Do the Jason. <laughs> it's a vampire flick from 1985. That was the love theme from Fright Night. For real. It's okay, don't worry. Again, I'm, pr again, splooshing on this side with Jerry Dandridge and Chris Sarandon in that film. And then when you add the, just this Brad Fidel score, forget about it. My God, it's, you would have needed flotation devices in the seats <laughs> up here in front. Whew, okay. We're gonna need a palate cleanser after Fright Night, and uh, I'm gonna get in all verklempt and I'm clutching my pearls. What is our next song? And the key of death. <laughs> I will say this. This is a film from controversial director Abel Ferrara, and it is a film you would not want to make a habit out of watching. Ah, uh, Abel Ferrara, a habit. What are we thinking here? No. This is, no, this is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. This is actually probably one for Genius McGee and myself. What are we talking about? Miss 45. This was from the Miss 45 dance party. Again, it's okay if you haven't seen it, but trust me, that is a jam. We need to have one for the dance party from the baby. <laughs> baby doesn't walk. <laughs> baby doesn't talk. <laughs> we are not going anywhere near the baby. You do not need to see the baby. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, truly, you do need to yeah, see you do. the, the baby, baby. is awesome. The baby is awesome. <laughs> now, this next um, clip comes from a film that, if you listen to the show... 
And why don't you know it if you don't? But it, this is a film that we actually talked about in the month of January when we did our Wide World of the Weird. I can even sell you this. The movie itself comes from Germany. And let's just say one word, almost. So here's a clue. Hey, Dustin, what's this yeah. movie about? What's this movie about? No. What's this movie about? A girl what? What? An octopus? <laughs> He's not going to be baited into this one. <laughs> what, is, what happens? Let's just say the movie comes from 1981. It's a squiddly diddly movie and a girl fucks an octopus. <laughs> In three, two, and one, possession. Yes. If you if that oh description boy. doesn't intrigue you, that movie is not for you. <laughs> you know what? No, I will say this. If you want to see Sam Neill and Isabella Adjiani act their asses off, that is a film you need to see. I will let you borrow the Blu-ray. Trust me. <laughs> it's it's all sorts of squiddly diddly. Now, the last clip from our Songs in the Key of Death. Again, this is one that if you know the podcast, this particular film, this particular song is in the very DNA of the show. It's one that we react to constantly. Uh, it comes from the year of 1979. And this one might be another one that's just for us. It's truly just for <laughs> us. Well, it's Italian, so that makes sense. So mm. hopefully, let's see if you can get this last song in the key of death. Think John Houston, Lance Henriksen, Shelley Winters. And a mean-ass little girl. In three, two, and one. The Visitor. The Visitor has Franco Nero playing a space Jesus, where they battle this little girl who is the embodiment of, is it Saiton? Satine. Satine, yes. And she tells off Shelley Winters. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. If you need to watch a killer kid flick, you could do worse, mm -hmm. believe me. So, how do y'all feel after songs in the key of death? Should have got <laughs> That's okay. Again, if anything, just some good tunes to listen to while we're, you know, going through here. Now, our next category Wait. here. Oh, oh, lightning round. Diana. Oh, Diana. This movie is a remake of The Thing from Another World. <laughs> it's, a, it's in the title. This movie is a remake of The Thing from Another World. Yes! Holy yes! oh, shit. I got excited there. What I, did just, I just like, Diana, what? What's this answer? What? <laughs> what? You can see the dynamics of the Kansas City Horror Club right before our eyes here. 
That is seeing how the sausage gets made, ladies and gentlemen. You get a pack of T2 Terminator 2 Judgment Day stickers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, oh, snap. Do you know what we have in this thing? We have Toxic Crusader tattoos, ladies and gentlemen. We can totally stay on brand. Mm-hmm. I like it. Now, our next category, as horror fans, how often do we find ourselves quoting the films, talking along with the movies, and quite honestly... We celebrate that here. I think Genius and I, one of the first times we ever engaged, we were talking in movie quotes. Mm-hmm. And we realized... Did we get to become best friends? Yep. yep. And our next category is called uh, What's My Line? Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to show you clips from certain horror films. In fact, this year, what we're doing is every uh, uh, song... Uh, every fil- clip from What's My Line is coming from the year of 19, the 1980s. So we're going to go chronologically starting in the year of 1980, which means our first clip does come from the year of 1980. And if you know the answer, what you're going to do is yep. you're going to raise your board up and then we'll call on you. And okay. we're going to ask you, what's my line? And, and you're, you're going to gonna, you're gonna say the line, ideally, and then you're going to hype, hopefully, get the point. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for this one? And no, you, Andrea's, nope, and nope. And if you don't get it right, another person has a chance to steal. Absolutely. Okay, so from the year of 1980... We're going to Camp Blood, and this film actually won our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament uh, actually just last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Let's uh, see what happens in the year of 1980. You're going to Camp Blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph. Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. What's my line? That's five five words. It's pretty famous. Four. It's three, got a what curse? Two. Over at the front. Stand up. Say it loud. It's got a blood curse. Ah! So close. So close. Anybody with the steal? Anyone want to jump on top of that? Very close. We're just missing one word. Uh, three, two, one. Say it, Crazy Ralph. It's got a death curse. It's got a death curse. Close, close, close. That's okay. Close, but no call. But don't worry, don't worry. From the year of 1980, we're going to go into the year of 1981 in a film that did compete in this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness, a film that we actually did a commentary track for for our Patreon back in the month of October, and a film that you should see probably at least six times. This one does come from Halloween 2. And one of my favorite bits of business, and I, fa- I will say this. If you know the line, say the line. But brownie points you if you can say it like Loomis. And also if you can do the little shuffle he does at the end. Let's take a listen. What's going on out here? Call the police. Tell the sheriff I shot him. Who? Tell him he's still on the loose. Is this some kind of joke? Been trick or treated to death tonight. What's my line, Diana? That's in the vein, in the spirit. This one actually is a little bit different. Anyone have an eye on D on this one? Loomis, what's the line? You don't know what death is. It's his shuffle. It's the fact that he breaks out after he goes, you don't know what death is. 
Mic drop. Although I, although I wish it was six times. Six times! Believe me, I thought about that. I did think about that. So from 1981, we're going into the year of 1982, and we're going to go straight up 42nd Street on this one. We're going to go into Frank Henenlotter's Basket Case. <laughs> Again, what's horrible is when they start shaking their heads, right? Before we've even played anything. Don't accept defeat. Come on, push through here. And let's just say this. Don't overthink this one. If you know the tagline, you just might be right. Oh, him? Ah, yes, I see. I'm beginning to understand now. You're that kid Needleman warned me about, the Bradley boy, the freak we separated. What a pleasant surprise after all these years. You seem to have gone to a great deal of trouble to find me. The question is why. I would assume it's to thank me. To thank you? Well, after all, I made you normal, didn't I? You did it to kill my brother! Oh, dear. Hostility. You've got two seconds to haul your ass out of my office. I'm not going to be threatened by some adolescent punk with a smoldering grudge unless you've grown something else you want to cut off. What's my line? What's the tagline, I should say? Oh, come on. You guys got to know this. It's a question. It drives the entirety of the Basket Case franchise. Diana, give us a try. What's yes! What's in the basket? That is correct. have asked for all of that afterwards, but we decided against it. I'm really impressed that you're able to pull that out of your ass, Diana. That's really impressive. That's what we like here on the Game of Games. Appreciation. So, from the year of 1982, we're going into the year of 1983. And 1983 gave us a lot, but it also gave us this line from a particular film from David Cronenberg. So, you know, we're going to get a little creepy... And it's very specific on this one. Don't, don't dream it. Potentially be it, but put a glove on before you touch it. I'm here to guide you, Max. I've learned a lot since I last saw you. I've learned that death is not the end. I can help you. I don't know where I am now. I'm having trouble. Finding my way around. That's because you've gone just about as far as you can with the way things are. Videodrome still exists. It's very big, very complex. You've hurt them, but you haven't destroyed them. To do that, you have to go on to the next phase. What phase is that? Your body has already done a lot of changing. But that's only the beginning. The beginning of the new flesh. You have to go all the way now. A total transformation. Do you think you're ready? I guess I am. What do we do it? To become the new flesh, you first have to kill the old flesh. But don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid to let your body die. Just come to me, Max. Come to Nikki. Watch. I'll show you how. my line said by garbage person James Woods. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> it's the tagline of the movie. It is the tagline of the film. Know your taglines and you do well in uh, what's my line in three, two, one. <laughs> flesh and it doesn't get any creepier or classier than that particular film from 1983 with one David Cronenberg <laughs> garbage human <laughs> he's not exactly a good individual now from the year of 1984 we're going to go with a film that some people may not call horror but for me it's totally a horror film it is a secret slasher film and it's one of the films that kind of really launched one Arnold Schwarzenegger into the stratosphere we, <laughs> what was that Die. Die. come Die. here Come over here. Come here. Cocaine them. It comes from 1984's The Terminator. And this is the, this is the line, I'm not going to lie. You need to say it like Arnold if you know it. And I'll even say this. I'm going to show you the options, possibly, of what the line is, if I can pause it just in time. This is multiple choice, what's my line? This is truly multiple choice, what's my line? What's my line? Your answers are right fucking there. Over yeah. on the left. In Arnold, in your best Arnold voice. Yes! Oh shit, oh shit, I just fucked up. <laughs> oh no! I just totally, hold on, hold on, let me get to that one, but yes, the correct answer is. Wait for Fuck it. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. There it is. Congratulations. Correct answer on that one. I always thought maybe just, yes, no, maybe so. I always wanted him to actually be polite on that one, but it never po happened. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Magic 8-Ball Terminator. I would do that. I would do that. Now, from 1985, we're going to go to a film that Virginius and I was kind of the foundation of our friendship. Uh, we, uh, from the first get-go of our, one of our conversations, we talked about our love of one Linnea Quigley. Oh, yes. And this film does come from The Return of the Living Dead. Don't overthink this one. If you know the answer, just say it. We have a 1032 from EMS to repeat two paramedic vehicles missing in the East Piedmont District. Request a 1051 code 3. Available units near the 20,000 block of East Central. Please respond over. Dispatch, dispatch. This is Bravo 751. We're at the mortuary. 
we see two, that is two, paramedic vehicles parked in the rear parking lot. The doors on one vehicle are hanging open. Stand by while we investigate. What's my line? Oh, oh, it's on the tip of the decrepit, decaying tongue. Come on now, what would a zombie want to do after? Raise the board up or something if you got an answer. What do we got? Stand up, say it proud and loud and proud. There we go. We got it. Send more that is correct. <laughs> nice work, Diana. Send more something. Send more somethings. I mean, come on. Oh, watch out for the Yelp reviews. She leaves there, my friend. All right, now from 1985 into the year of 1986. I'm actually trying to remember what the hell that from the year of 1986 we indulged in. Hold on just a second. I've got to take a peek here. I'm oh, sorry. Ah, here we go. This one comes from. One of the all-time great cult classics, another one we did a commentary track for, because this movie is so goddamn diverse. We're talking Night of the Creeps. Don't overthink this one. Just let the Tom Atkins awesomeness wash over you, and hopefully you know the line. I didn't know that it was... Here, hold this, you feel better. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? What's his line? Two-word answer. I'm going to say over on the right, Andrea. They're dead. That is correct. Yes. Consider us thrilled, Andrea. That was fantastic. On the board. See, a little, little confidence know, does right? That's wonderful. It's when people get the answers. That's the best part of this whole thing. Speaking of. Oh snap! Lightning round time. Tickety tickety tick 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 tick. You little dee doo dee hoo. You dee doo dee hoo dee hoo. Jaden. Jaden. Here we go. What is the question? How does Nicolas Cage get dispatched in The Wicker Man? Oh. <laughs> it consider it. It's an alphabet letter. The thing you. It's an alphabet letter. Is it A, B, or C? How does Wicker Man... How does Nicolas Cage die in The Wicker Man? Bees! bees. Yes, not the bees. Not the bees! <laughs> Genius, what does he win this? Should we get the Toxic Crusader tattoo? Yes. That would Let be pretty rad. Nice. Okay. We get a Toxic Crusader tattoo. And Congratulations. Oh Can pass it back. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Now, into the year of 1987 we go, a film by Joel Schumacher, and a film that we actually did for uh, Songs in the Key of Death last year with the greased-up sax man. We're not going quite that route, but we are staying musically inclined. Take a listen, take a look. <laughs> you miss, sucker. Once, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Get 
what's my line? <laughs> Death by... Oh, close. Think a little bit more hi-fi. In three, two, one. Death by stereo. Not my disco by stereo, but I like where your mind was going there, my mm -hmm. friend. You're probably not a fan of Disco Godfather, I have to imagine. That's okay. That is okay. So from 1987 into the year of 1988, now I got to remember, goddamn, what did we do in the year of 1988? Hold on just a second. To wet my whistle here, let me make sure I know what you exactly. You fucking loser! Ah, very short, very brief. This one also, not only do you have to say the line, you have to make a motion. And some of you and already you are out to, there. And you have to make noises. Ash! You're working with a professional here! What's my line? <laughs> we got the gig over on the left. Nice fucking model. Yes, that, my friend, was wonderful. That's what we come here for, ladies and gentlemen. Is that little um, hi, William hi. William Castle esque uh, 4D experience? So. <laughs> Now, our final uh, clip here from this uh, What's My Line comes from the year of 1989, a film that is near and dear for one Genius McGee, and I think also Dustin Pryor back there, but this comes from the film of Leviathan, and this was around the time where you got Leviathan, you got D um, Deep, Star Six. Deep Star Six and the Abyss, but what none of those other films had was one Peter Weller, see if you know the line that closes out <laughs> Leviathan. <laughs> Damn it. my line in five four three two they are mamma jamma you can't go wrong with that one all right so that was the song in the key of death Who's ready for another lightning round? We're gonna spin it right here. Let's see who gets it. Joel, name three George Romero films. Congratulations. You get a pack of the Crow playing card, trading cards, catch. Oh, almost, almost, almost. <laughs> I almost got you the head right there. Zoosh. 
Okay, so that's going to bring us to the point where we're now going to do something called nerd knowledge. Now, nerd knowledge with... <laughs> right? <laughs> what the fuck was that, Dan? <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> what are the favorite categories here at the Game of Games? <laughs> Is the nerd knowledge where that we flex your muscles by taking the basics, the essence of movies, and we put them together in a mathematical equation. So you'll get the gist of it. We're gonna take three movies. If you put those three movies in a blender, you hit mix, and you got the nerd knowledge question and answers. So you'll get it. You'll get it. This is the one again. Just write it on the board and hold it up in the air. All right. Are we ready for the first question? <laughs> no, they no, are not. No. <laughs> they look like they've got the thousand-yard stare right now, genius. It's like, nah. we got Y'all got this again. We could do simple arithmetic. Occasionally, we'll throw something into the quadratic equation, but I will actually, I'll help out when necessary with this one. Okay, here we go. The first question. Basket case plus Frankenstein plus the happy hooker. Basket case plus Frankenstein plus the happy hooker. I can tell you the name of this particular film is actually found by combining some of the stuff, some of the titles in the, the films you're seeing. In fact, it is technically a Frank Henenlotter film. Answer in three. An that, yeah, is that is over correct over on the right. Answer in two. We got some scribbling. We got you. That is yeah, correct. That's correct over there. We got some scribbling in the back. Hold on. Let us write it out. Legible, maybe. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> what do you say it was, Genius McGee? The answer is Frankenhooker. What a date. All right. Next one. The Evil Dead plus The Mummy plus JFK. The Evil Dead plus The Mummy plus JFK. The JFK is kind of the wild card in this one, and I will say the character in the film we're talking about plays someone from JFK. And this also falls into heavily mummy-esque Coscarellian shenanigans. Don't get mad at me. Are you kidding? I can throw that out there. I can throw Coscarellian. Yes, you can. And any, any answers in three, two, one? We have, technically, this is a tough one, and if you haven't seen it, it's well worth your time. Bubba Hotep. That's okay, that's okay. Mummy, yeah, we, yeah, it's okay, that's okay. It's basically Bruce Campbell as Elvis and JFK fight a mummy in an old folk song. Ozzie Davis playing JFK. Ozzie Davis, the very man that gave the eulogy at Malcolm X's funeral. That very Ozzie Davis. Incredible. All right, next one. The Goonies plus Chud. Plus, killer clowns from outer space. And I'm going to say, literally, killer clowns from outer space ties into this. So think underground dwellers with killer clowns with kids. What could that be? Oh, goodness, I see some scribbling there. I see there a correct go. answer there, there in the back. Go. Absolutely. And the front, you've go. got it. Oh, no. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's crawling out of the sewers? It is it. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. The answer is it. Are you guys feeling a little bit more comfortable with nerd knowledge now, getting it? Once you like, hell no. <laughs> it's, again, 
I will try to point out if we're talking like maybe an actor from a film or the director or the theme, just to make the nerd knowledge that much easier. See, he's the nice one. I'm like, Ben, you got <laughs> for yourselves. All right, here we go. 2012's Maniac. With Elijah Wood. Plus Zombieland. Plus Poultry Geist. I will say this. We played this a few years ago at Nerdoween. This is one of our Nerdoween movies. This Once was. Again, Maniac. Plus Zombieland, plus Poultry Geist. It is a little bit of a newer flick as well. Came out within the last 10 years, I believe. Was my first time viewing. And I'll just say this. I really freaked out about catching this as a kid. Catching what as a kid? Girls girls have it. That's right. Oh, oh, I see some scribbling. I see some scribbling. That is on the right. In the back, that is correct. That's correct. And I'm... Scribbling, or are you just indifferent? I can't tell, Frida. <laughs> it's like he's like, eh, that is correct. Oh no, peer pressure again. <laughs> we didn't expect that. That is okay. In the three, two, and one, this was a nice surprise. But the film we are talking is Cooties. Cooties is correct. Okay, here we go on this one. Trick or treat, the one with Sammy Kerr. Uh, oh shit! Oops, that, my bad. That's fine. <laughs> Halloween plus The Mask. Trick or Treat plus Halloween plus The Mask. The masks are very important. In fact, I'm going to just say this. This was a song in the key of death. Ladies and gentlemen, Halloween, The ma- <laughs> You are giving me some death stares, man. <laughs> that is correct on the right. I see some scribbling in the back. Hold on. That is correct that is on the left. We've got some semi-scribbling in Halloween three, two, one. Plus yeah. That is correct. correct. Hey, you know what? Halloween 3 seems to be the unifying thing. Yeah, it is. That is, there's something to be said. All is well in the world. Okay, this one's a thinker. Oh, boy. Unless you've seen this movie. Yeah, and it's a newer one as well. I know what you did last, I still know what you did last summer. Groundhog's Day and Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2 is key on this one, I think, along with the Groundhog Day. I know what you did last summer, too. Groundhog. No. <laughs> I know what you did last summer too. <laughs> Groundhog's Day. <laughs> That's not. Are we? Are you getting that anal about uh-huh. the the title? Okay. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I know what you did last summer too. Groundhog's Day and Back to the Future. Two. I st- um, think sequel. We got it, but geniuses being a ah uh, uh, t- okay. I'll take I'll take those answers. I'll take those answers. Oh wow, I what a softy! And three, yeah, there we go on the left. Yep, three, two. This is believe me, this is well worth your time to watch both of them. Happy death day to you. It's a good one. It is, that one is the thinker as well. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh, <laughs> I, speaking of thinkers. Oh boy, not a stinker. Here we go. Oh, no. Gremlins 2, Aliens, and The Greatest Story Ever Told. This one is very Easter-centric, and I will say this. If you know the show, this was part of Genius's magic mixtape, the VHS tape back in the day. This is one of those films. Gremlins 2, Aliens, and The Greatest Story Ever Told. Oh, man. Uh, this, This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I will say this. Scurry is scary, 
two. Hey, little buddies, come gather round. This here's the very best eating in town. The hungry heifer's the place to be. Lips been good. You can take it from me. Try bovine burgers and buffalo chips. Wash it all down with a moose shake. Lick your fingers and smack your lips. Suck four hours on your fingertips. No, 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 no. At the hungry heifer, we won't give you a bum steer. Critters, too. Well worth your time and an excellent Easter flick. <laughs> oh, man, I, that one actually threw me for a second, too. This I had one, to look at it. Okay, this one is, the next two are going to be extremely hard, <laughs> and this is coming from me. Here we go. Ghostbusters plus Doc Hollywood plus The Lord of the Rings. This one does make sense, and I will say it's the Doc Hollywood that's the key, the glue to this one. And let's just say... It's that little Canadian fox that is one Michael J. Fox that is the key to this. Ghostbusters plus Doc Hollywood plus Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the best part is when you know what it is. Yes! yes! In the middle. In the back. Yes! That is correct. Over yes! on the left. Correct. Oh, the pressure is now on Andrea. Oh, no. Uh, five, oh, no. Four, three, two, one. Ah, uh, the Frighteners. Good old-fashioned Peter yeah, the Jackson. Yeah, cover on it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Motel Hell plus Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, plus Mannequin. Should be noted, we just did this as a Shutter shout-out not too long ago. With Chuck Connors. Yuck, Connors. Motel Hell. Friday the 13th, Part 7. Yes! And Mannequin. <laughs> Friday the 13th, Part 7 is where he fights the girl with Carrie. telekinetic powers. Telekinesis is the key to this particular one. Backwoods, stay on the paved road. In three, two, one. Oh, goodness. Tourist, Tourist trap. trap. <laughs> What is our final nerd knowledge equation here, Genius McGee? Drive angry plus the seed of Chucky plus the Rocket Fire Explosion documentary. That is the key. The Rocket Fire Explosion documentary. This is a recent flick that we also covered as part of Patreon, which technically there's a few of you in here that might know this one. And we want you to have fun. It's your birthday. No. I'm afraid not. It's your birthday. In five, four, three, two, and one. It's, it's your birthday. <laughs> What's the answer, everyone? It's the birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. If you haven't seen it, Willy's, Willy's Wonderland, Wonderland is definitely worth your time. Nice work on the nerd. No Listen, these are tough. Hands down tough. So I think you all did excellent because most of you answered at least one of those in there. Now, while we... Oh, lightning round! We needed a thunder and lightning sound bite there, my friend. Aaliyah! What is the name of the Quince boat in Jaws? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm thinking about that one, too. Boats in Jaws in five, four... <laughs> Three, Depends on what kind of champagne two, you christen it with. One, steel. Who knows? What was the name of Quint's boat in Jaws? 
first one to raise it up is the winner. I know Al Cervix's boat in Caddyshack. It was the, I think it was the tuna. <laughs> what is the name of Quint's boat in Jaws? Oh, the. Yeah, why didn't I? Why couldn't I think of that? That's oh my I, god! That's what I was wondering. What is the name of Quint's boat in Jaws? It's a movie. Three, two, one. The Orca. And if you have not seen Orca the Killer Whale, trust me, you do not do not sit on that. It now it's a good movie. We just did kind of the written nerd knowledge. Now we want you to all kick back because we're gonna actually show you three trailers here in the confines of the theater, and you're all gonna guess what the film we are actually doing with Nerd Knowledge. We have did it the written version, now we're doing it the audio-visual way here, so kick back, and sorry for those at home, but you will be able to hear the videos that we're playing. And now, preview time. Cowbell. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Red Band. Awesome. He's there. Behind the wall. Beneath your own feet. You all tried to destroy him. In your greed, you tore everything precious from him. But Eric remembers. What if Eric didn't really die in that fire? And now, Eric will make sure you remember too. Matthews is still alive. What do you mean they know? There's no escape from the horror. There was a nightmare at the mall. Eric the Phantom struck phantom of the mall eric's revenge and polly shore buddy did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on earth we're talking ghost town who would you see there's nobody i mean there's what would you do? Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are up ahead! Well, get ready to find out, because the comet is coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... You will need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. What do you give me if I come back? Texas. Night of the Comet. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Yeah! Night of the Comet. The garden of civilization is honest. Ipsen, isn't it? And your final trailer for Nerd Knowledge. 
It's the ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply Jim. the most sophisticated robot on Earth. At Nova Robotics, the future is in good hands. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robot just hit the road. Wow! Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me input. They can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows, but it has happened. A new comedy adventure from John Batham, the director of War Games. They're gonna be after you. We gotta get out of here now. Keep alive! Ali Sheedy. Steve Gutenberg and number five. Beautiful. Short circuit. I am alive. We would be remiss if we didn't mention the, the awfulness of one. Was it? Uh, Fisher Stevens? Yeah, in yellow face in that film. My mm-hmm. apologies. Or brown face, unfortunately, as it is. Now, if you take. Phantom of the Mall, Night of the Comet, and Short Circuit. What could you possibly get? Boom. I see two Boom. correct answers right there. Think about malls and robots. Malls and robots. The Horror Club's annual Black Friday showing up. That is correct. This is something we screen every year around a certain time. Shall we go ahead and break it out? Yep. We've got a thing here. Oh, enjoy the cone. Shoppers. Thank you. Have a nice day. We were talking, of course, Chopping Mall. Good job, everyone. Good job. This was very good. Give yourselves a round of applause. Oh, but wait. There's more. We do have, like we did last year, we have a special new category here. And we like to make sure that we're testing your horror metal in your minds. But we also got to make sure that we're testing your horror bodies as well. So we have here the physical challenge. Now, genius. Now, the physical challenge, before we tell you what it is, it's nothing bad. You won't have to eat anything, and you probably won't make too big of an ass of yourself. However, (laughs) we need at least one participant from each team, or if you are playing solo and only part of the physical challenge, please step over there. Also, don't worry. I can do it, too, so it's not that physically strenuous. (laughs) That's a good, I like that little caveat there. I probably should (laughs) Oh, wow, this is good. This is good. Now, make sure you've got enough space there because you definitely want to create. Yeah, if you want to come down Yep, yep, there more, we go. Space it out. Right there, In fact, if someone there, wants to come down right on this there. side, there, if you're feeling good up there, that's good. All right, now, last year we had the chance for some of our uh, Panic Fest parishioners to try to recreate and interpret a certain dance from a certain Friday the 13th film. Some of you are giggling because you were here and you witnessed such wonderful sights. We're like Cenobites at this point. Mm -hmm. Such sights to show you. Jesus world. (laughs) And we're going to stay within that vein. But we're going from the year of 1984 back to the year of 1982 with a film that, again, Genius and I absolutely adore. And it is a film that actually closed our second Nerdoween 
We are talking about the George A. Romero classic, Creep Show. Now, aside from Creep Show, it's very, very rarely that we get to talk about award-winning actor <laughs> Ed Harris. Now, Ed Harris in Creep Show has this wonderful, wonderful dance that he does. Oh man! And it's so ridiculous. So, oh. contestants, please enjoy this dance and take notes. Yes, take a look at what Ed Harris is doing or attempting to do in this particular scene. Took notes. We, we are big on if you want to try to recreate it or if you want to add your own interpretation of it as well. Are you guys ready? You're going to do your best to interpretation of the Ed Harris dance from Creep Show. We're going to play that exact song for you for about 30 seconds yep. and you are going to dance your way into our hearts and it's all going to be audience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden he's like, nope, 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 nope. No, read the mask, ladies and gentlemen. Said, don't be a dick. <laughs> all right. So, are you all ready to get your Ed Harris on? We're gonna start doing that and living it up and dancing it up in the three, two, and don't you know. Don't forget the head over the hand thing. Don't let go. Mean it. Mean it. Not too slow. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. I, I don't really want to judge. I think no. everyone was good everybody, on that. Everybody who did that gets a point. And not only that, but everybody who did that come down here and you get a prize in the prize bucket instantaneously. Oh, that is perfect. Oh, man. That was good. That was really good. I, I, you don't want to do too much of the head movement because, you know, you quite might knock something off there. But the intensity level was really, really impressive. All right. Are they getting their own choice of a VHS? Yeah, they're getting their own choice of VHS from my personal library. Andrea chose the Toxic Avenger. Hey, make sure to transition into the Toxic Crusaders. What else do we have in that wonderful VHS box Let's there, Let's see genius? what Aaliyah picks. There's so much to choose from. Oh, uh, too much to choose from, I think. Yes. <laughs> should be noted, because these are coming from Genius's personal collection, you should probably go ahead, wipe them down, who knows what kind of, uh, you know... Th the Untamed! <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That is awful. Whoa, okay, what do we got there? What did she get? A copy of oh. Aliens on VHS. In space, no one can hear you. And you got a copy of... Oh, excellent. 
the silence of the lambs. Oh, I would. <laughs> hey, Tinker. <sighs> <laughs> so first and foremost, thank you all so much for coming out and <laughs> indulging us with this little game of games here. Did you guys have a good time? Excellent, excellent. So, genius, what do we got for a, a final tally? Tally, blah, blah, the final tally of points. Okay, so, you know what? Ironically, uh, third and fourth place are tied. Uh oh. With eight points, um, and the winner is by that dance alone. Andrea Woo! is the winner of the game of games. Followed by the Horror Club. Woo! Followed by a tie between Joel and Jaden. So, congratulations. You win. I will divvy up your prize here very, very soon. Yep. Andrea, give yourselves a round of applause. You fucking rock the game of games. Don't let go. <laughs> oh, very classy. Oh, very, very royal way. Also, you can hear Andrea and a number of other fine people on the Black Magic Coven podcast that you probably hopefully heard their take on all things wish mastery and jins uh, through Panic Fest. So thank you again, you guys, so much for coming out and kind of closing Panic Fest with us. We always look forward to this. Um, it's always so much fun putting this together. But more importantly... Just to see you all react. Again, whether it's the stuff that you're familiar with, stuff that you're like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's the best part. But hopefully, ideally, if you saw a film in here that you you know you know and love, go and watch it. Yeah, and if you saw a film that you like, like, think you might know and love, go watch that and learn something new. And if you would like to borrow my uh, Blu-ray of Possession, please, almost, you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have, again, so many more things coming up. Obviously, this year, uh, over on Patreon as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm already looking forward to next year's Panic Fest. Me too. Even though the panic is over, technically, it is still in our hearts. And will follow us for the whole year. This is going to be a blast. And, again, thank you guys so much for coming out to Panic Fest and having a good time. Did you have a good time tonight? Well, okay, so until until next year, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you all in your dreams. Don't let go.